and welcome to the Colibri Games podcast. I am your host, Nate Parker. And I am your host, Marina Ivanovic. And we're here to uh, have an awesome podcast today, actually about the uh, subject of recruiting. So as you know, Maria is our head of recruiting here at Calibri Games. Um, and uh, this is going to be an interesting one. We're, we're going to be actually interviewing our, our host a bit. Um, so uh, we're going to dive into the uh, uh, ins and outs of recruiting during the uh, past pandemic, specifically recruiting from home. Um, and I think there's a lot of lessons that we'll take into to um, the future of recruiting as more people move remotely. Uh, and also just some um, good learnings about recruiting in general. A lot of this stuff happens remotely. And I think um, we're going to dive into some great be- best practices. Um, we also have two awesome guests with us today. Marina, maybe you can introduce them. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have Sylvia de Grandest, who is uh, one of our recruiters and will be able to tell us um, a lot of interesting things about uh, how recruiting has happened for us during the pandemic. And we also have Laura Brandes, uh, who joined us uh, actually during the, the pandemic, uh, who joined our brand team. So uh, we are very happy to have you today, ladies. Yes. Thanks for the intro. It's nice to be here. Thank you so much. Super excited to be here. Well, thank you all for um, for joining us. This is going to be an interesting take two because we're going to go from both sides of um, the, I guess, recruiting uh, experience. One from um, the person doing the recruiting and the other one from the person being recruited. I think um, some of our first questions are from the perspective of doing the recruiting. We can pull back the veil a little bit and see what it is like as a um, a, a recruiter in games. Um, I think if you're listening to this now and you're wondering, you know, what can I do to make my application more successful um, now, either with Colibri or just in the future, um, this type of perspective is always really illuminating. So um, I suppose my my first question, tell us a little bit about how we changed our um, hiring procedures um, what they were before and how we adapted during the course of the pandemic. And we'll throw this question first over to Sylvia. Cool. So I would say that the recruiting process changed quite a lot for us because, uh, well, usually we start the recruiting process with first our recruiter screen, which is always done remotely. So that step is usually the same. So it didn't change much with the pandemic. But then uh, we have usually two interviews with hiring managers. And if the candidates are located in Berlin, these interviews can be done in person. Um, of course, uh, these cannot be done anymore because of, again, the pandemic situation. And that's why uh, we brought everything remotely. It was, of course, a little bit different at the beginning because we had to you know, organize all of the Zoom meetings uh, remotely and people usually like to come to the office to see what the situation was here. So it was a little bit different. But the, I would say, main change for us is the last step of the recruiting process when we usually have trial days. Uh, so trial days are usually two days that are aiming to replicate uh, typical days that the uh, people at Colibri Games uh, do. So usually candidates are working on some tasks, but also have a few more uh, informal meetings with their team. So for instance, going to lunch with them, uh, it's also a chance for candidates that are, um, let's say, from abroad to come to Berlin, see the city. And this is something that, as you can imagine, with all the restrictions, it was not really possible to do. And we had to move this final step remotely. 
and do everything uh, yeah, virtually. So it was a very big change. Um, as you can imagine, going from organized, setting up the meetings, doing a virtual lunch, which can be a little bit weird, as you can imagine, but also you know, dealing with different time zones, it was quite a challenge, I would say. Okay, so now that we have this new process, um, tell me a little bit more about how we've uh, changed relocating people. We, we hire all around the globe. I know we have employees um, here at Colibri from every corner of the earth, from um, Australia to Brazil, um, from um, Canada um, to South Africa, everywhere in between. So how do we get people here, especially now that there's been this pandemic uh, that's that's put a damper on travel? Marina, maybe you could tell me a little bit about how that's changed. Sure. Um, so that's definitely something that um, was a, a big change for us, not only because it was you know, dangerous to travel, bring people here for, for trial days, but also because um, for people who do uh, need a visa, uh, it was quite hard to, to process these with offices being closed. Um, and we definitely did not want to miss out on great talent. And we also wanted to uh, give people full support when it comes to making such a big step during the pandemic. So what we tried to do whenever possible was to actually, with the, the help of our people operations department and uh, a relocation agency, start whenever possible uh, their employment abroad uh, on, a, on a bit of a different contract and then uh, start onboarding them on the company and uh, and how we do things and start working with them um, fully remotely as we were also working remotely ourselves uh, from home um, and then start the processes of obtaining their their paperwork sorting that out um, and then whenever it was safe again we had these kind of periods between the, the waves uh, where we could actually have them here safely uh, in Berlin um, and and make it sort of a, as much as possible a smooth experience from that perspective without exposing anyone to, to any risk. Um, so the topic of onboarding is particularly interesting. Um, I believe we had to change quite a lot the way that we approach building belonging right from the beginning with people who just joined the organization who don't have the opportunity to, you know, look people in the eye and, and you know, have a drink at the office, have a... What is building belonging? Sorry to interrupt you. But yeah, sure. Tell me what that means. Yeah, so um, it's, it's a really important question. So whether you have the sense that, you know, you are a part of a particular community, and I do believe that the way that we work and that the, I, I believe we are such a company that wants to foster this sense of belonging through building a community at work. And this is really hard to do, or it became evident that it was hard to do during the pandemic because we couldn't have these small interactions that were really kind of building up on this sense of belonging that can be quite personal for people, right? So feeling like your heart's in the right place. And this is something that we, as much as we kind of wanted to fully replicate in the remote onboarding world, it, it was really hard because, um, you know, people were a little bit skeptical to reach out to others. Like Sylvia mentioned, trial lunches were also virtual onboarding lunches. So everything moved into this environment where people had only access to virtually getting to know one another. And we already all experienced Zoom fatigue. So it was quite hard to appreciate 
being able to even probably meet a new human being because all you could see is your screen with just different colors, basically, and different faces. So what we've tried to do from our end was to actually create a number of small events that were helping us just come together. So um, our great, again, people operations team and Eva were uh, responsible and uh, Clara as well were responsible for building uh, events around after work, mystery events, uh, dinners, uh, lunches, you know, kind of having a small break during the day uh, where we would come together in smaller groups and just get to know each other, which I think was really great for, for new people who joined and kind of wanted to meet others without having this stress of actually having to ping somebody and ask them for a meeting. I, I've i talked a lot and I realized we actually have Laura here in the room who actually experienced all this. So I would love it if I could just pass the ball on to her and just ask her maybe to tell us a little bit more how all this uh, was for her and what her experience was regarding remote onboarding. Yes, thank you, Marina. Um, I mean, I can totally agree on what you were saying with building a community or joining a community um, remotely at Colibri Games is definitely a challenge. And it's something that when you apply for a job during the pandemic um, is something you definitely also have on your mind. And so when I was looking for a job last year in November, it was, so it was right during the Corona pandemic. That is something that I definitely looked for. I mean, um, when I was interviewing with different companies, um, how they handled the pandemic, how they handled the whole um, onboarding process and um, the hiring process. And um, yeah, from my experience, I can say that it went really well with Calibri Games. I mean, that's why I'm here. Um, so I'm curious to hear in particular, um, did you find it hard to connect to other people in the company um, you, you've worked in companies before and maybe you could give us kind of a comparison of, of how easy or hard was it for you to actually kind of reach out to people and, and have this sense of kind of you've joined in a new job, you kind of met some people, you, you, you feel like you, you, may, you maybe started feeling that sense of belonging. Did that kick in? And, and if yes, how early or late did that come? I think what really helped for me was that um, even during the first interviews and during my trial days, like already people started reaching out to me, you know, just like introducing themselves um, on Slack. I had virtual um, coffees and um, coffee dates and lunch dates. For example, with you, Nate, I remember we had one of our trial day lunches together. And, you know, it was just not about talking about all the work or my experiences. It was really just chatting more on a personal level, getting to know the people that work at the company just to see if it fits. Like if I can see myself working with these people on a daily basis and also making me feel welcome, always offering help. Like, for example, with the tasks I had during my trial days, people were just reaching out to me and offering, yeah, we can just have a quick chat, just 10 minutes, and you can tell me about your task and I can help you with it. And so this really lowers the, um, yeah, that when you're hesitant to reach out to people you don't know on Slack, where you don't even have a face, you just have a name and their position, it really helps if they come up to you and then you get the conversation started. So yeah, this was my first really positive experience. And then later on when I joined Calibri Games, 
I really made sure to attend the um, virtual events that we held because I also felt it was a good opportunity to meet people, to understand the company culture and feel more a part of the company, even when I'm yeah, sitting at home, like I've not been to the office at that point, but still um, met people that I would be working with or that I wouldn't even be working with, but just um, that were in other teams. The actual, the first time I actually met someone in person was after two months. <laughs> so that's quite a long time um, because I joined really during lockdown. So it was really in the midst of the pandemic. And um, that was my first time meeting someone was at a small event we held in the office. Um, it was just um, my lead for my team, basically, um, just to get to know each other. And it was weird seeing him, you know, uh, for the first time when he was just always this little picture on the screen. But um, it was also super nice. And um, that's when I definitely started to feel more of a belonging. And um, even if it's just from time to time now that I meet people, yeah, it helps. So Lara's uh, coming from Berlin. Uh, Marina, um, maybe you could tell us a little bit of like the process of hiring people outside of Berlin um, now that it's, it's such an um, ingrained part of, um, I guess, our recruiting culture. Is it easier to hire um, from outside of Berlin? And, and um, have we hired a bunch? Like what's, what's it like? We've, we've always hired internationally. So I, I do have to kind of put this out there that we, we were always going after hiring great talent, you know, and people who really felt a strong connection to how we work and what we do as a business. But what I feel like maybe the pandemic allowed us to do, let's kind of look at the, the positive uh, side of it, uh, is to really kind of tap into some markets that we might not have had the chance to hire from a lot before. Um, and the reason for that is that, as we've mentioned, um, the fully remote uh, hiring process really uh, removed these barriers that we might have had before when it comes to flying people over from wherever they were based to come to Berlin for their trial days. So we completely kind of now removed this step and um, we were able to uh, have people join us for trial days without any delays from wherever they are. And it really allowed us to basically just spin the globe and just point with a finger and hire from there pretty much. Something that was really important for us uh, here though was to then really nail this experience of being recruited or being hired remotely. Um, I'm I'm not going to say we discovered the magic formula, but um, we did work really hard on defining the milestones uh, to success and kind of trying to um, trying to account for the fact that we cannot really that the best practices that we might have had before are likely not to work here. And and we kind of had to tell me about that. Yeah, we had to quickly find ways to. Um, to you know, change what we were doing and to find out how people were feeling. So um, the, the first thing that we tried to do was take advantage of the, the candidate survey that we already have. So uh, everyone who interviews with us gets um, a survey where they get asked about their experience and how we can improve and how we can continue giving the best candidate experience to everyone, regardless of the outcome. Uh, so no matter what kind of changes we started making at the beginning, um, we would ask for feedback proactively through the survey but also with the very first candidate, few candidates who joined us 
remotely. Uh, and actually the first person who joined us was hired. Uh, we would actually jump on a call with them right after trial days to just, you know, ask them for just 10 to 15 minutes of their time to in person, get their feedback and, and, you know, be very transparent about the fact this is still very new for us. If there was, you know, anything that you feel like we could have done better, we know there probably will be things and would have been things because we're still trying to figure it out, but we are in this call with you because we want to do it better. Um, and I am super grateful for all the people who, uh, even though there might have not been a positive outcome, who were very forthcoming and who were willing to give us their feedback and help us improve. And then based off of that, we've you know worked very closely with Office IT, uh, who helped us a lot when it comes to setting up the infrastructure to allow us to um, actually um, let people use their equipment, which before we would have been providing to them, but still have retained the same level of security from one end when it comes to our data and data that they will be using during their trial days, but at the same time, give them access to the files and resources and, and readings and necessary things, the toolbox that would enable them to kind of be successful. So we, we wanted to set them up for success, so to speak. So um, we worked on an automation flow with Office IT to allow us to have their um, Colibri Games email address credential sent out to them uh, the day before they join us for their trial days for them to have access to Slack, to Zoom, to you know, all these tools that we use that would allow them to actually feel like they were part of the company already, right? So you have your KG, as we call it, Colibri Games email account, you're on Slack, you're on Zoom. Um, so uh, I really feel like this helped people immerse themselves fully into this experience um, and, and kind of you know, feel like they, like, this is what it would feel like if I were part of this company. And then sometime down the line, also, I think worth mentioning that we realized, uh, like Laura mentioned, like, I just have my screen kind of, that's all the experience of these trial days that I have. So we thought, uh, eventually, no matter when, uh, the people that we do end up hiring, uh, are going to come to the office, are going to be part of Friday parties whenever that is a thing again. Eva uh, was very kind to uh, record an office tour. This was a short video where she would just walk uh, walk us through the office and kind of show the rooms and where the fun happens and, you know, try to kind of pass on a little bit of this atmosphere that the candidate or then the hire afterwards, the new hire, would experience if they actually came to the office for trial days and then joined, uh, joined us uh, and, and how it would feel on their first day. Um, so then we would send this to the trials as well um, and have them kind of be able to imagine how it would be like working at the office where they might sit and, you know, the, all that daydreaming that, um, that is very hard to kind of uh, to do if you just have Zoom in front of you. So one thing that Marina mentioned is that we got a lot of um, applicant feedback um, that was really key to developing our um, recruiting strategy. Um, so maybe you could tell me a little bit about um, the most prominent feedback that we had to adapt to and really how your um, your job, your processes and your tasks had, had changed as a result of that feedback. And then maybe just like the biggest thing overall, um, other than spending, um, you know, hours on zoom, because I, I remember like back in the, the office, like, you know, walking by like any of the meeting rooms, there's probably a recruiter in there, probably on, on some sort of a video call. So like, I feel like that part of the process didn't really change too much for you guys. Um, but maybe for some of us, it's a bit a bit bigger. So can you tell me a little bit, like what was some of the feedback that, that you heard that really stood out to you, Sylvia? 
So first of all, I have to slightly correct you on the first part when you said that life didn't really much change for us recruiters, to be honest. Uh, yes, we are now having calls from home, but you know, working from home is still different. There are, for instance, noises that you're not expecting that are just coming up last minute. Sometimes I had to close myself in the closet room just because my neighbors were drilling the wall and just having to tell candidates, you know, that's just how it works. And fun fact, I'm also working from home and my boyfriend is also working from home. And for some reason, he has a very, very loud sneeze. And sometimes uh, he would just sneeze in the middle of a call <laughs> and I would just have candidates telling me, bless you. <laughs> I would be like, no, that was not me, but thank you. So just these things also happen to us. Uh, but yes, as Marina mentioned, feedback is something that is really, really important. We send the, um, the surveys, of course, to candidates after the interview or after trial days, depending, of course, on uh, when they receive an offer. But something that I think was super important for us was also to receive feedback for trial days specifically. And in particular about, for instance, the trial lunch. Because as you can imagine, this was something that uh, it can feel a little bit weird to just uh, eat in front of the camera while speaking to strangers. So it's something that we wanted to make sure that it would feel as much uh, natural as possible. So for instance, before trial days, now we do a preparation call with the candidates where we just walk them through the process, what they can expect uh, during the trial days. So that we can tell them when they will receive the credentials, at what time who they can expect, they will reach out to them so they know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And then we also explain to them in advance what the trial lunch will look like. We will tell them that the people that they're going to have lunch with will also eat in front of the camera, that it's an informal meeting, uh, that they, they, cannot, they can expect it not to be an interview, of course, but really a chance to, uh, to get to know each other. So I think that's something that we really try to underline even more because we got at the beginning some feedback that, you know, I had my lunch ready, but I didn't eat because uh, it was a little bit weird. So that's something that uh, for sure we try to improve. And I would say that a challenge that came up uh, from candidates, it was also to understand better which kind of tools they would need to use. Usually when they come to the office, uh, we give them a laptop. With everything is told beforehand. And at the beginning, we were just uh, asking them to use their own laptop. Um, but with time, we had to make sure, of course, that they had everything prepared beforehand. Because for some positions, such as a 3D artist or a Unity developer, uh, we would need them to have some softwares, as you can imagine, installed beforehand. So this was also something that we uh, aligned better with Office IT, which kind of credentials they needed with the hiring managers just to make sure that we knew as recruiters what they would need and ask them to prepare everything beforehand. Yeah, I mean, just when Sylvia um, explains this, um, I totally remember, of course, my trial days. And of course, I was nervous at the beginning that my tech wouldn't work, that I would um, encounter some weird problems. Um, also, I have a dog at home. I have my boyfriend at home during the trial days that something would come up. But um, I think people are super understanding. I mean, it's been a while now that we've all worked from home and um, it's still a really good experience because it shows you what your normal working day would look like in the future as well, because of course we're still remote and like the trial day was just a really good example of how my working day would look like later on. I mean, I'm 
definitely not as nervous anymore as I was during my trial days and um, during my tasks and the presentation, definitely. But it still showed me like all the tools we're using, for example, and if I'm like comfortable with them, if um, the task was really on point, it was very much um, something that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis now. So that gave, gave me like really good insight. Yeah, that's that's super um, interesting. And I'm very happy to hear that you feel like, you know, your task was still kind of reflective of the work that you would do, because that is the purpose of trial days. It's not just for us to kind of interview you or, or people who are applying. It is really for you to kind of get a, um, a peek into what your workday would look like. And if that's something that you would enjoy doing ultimately with us. Right. And, and on that note, you mentioned that uh, your task was, you know, it was fun and I remember that uh, for your day one, you were supposed to interview <laughs> a person um, and that you were supposed to write a, a, a sort of an article about what you discussed and, and kind of sort of a feature of, of that individual. So considering that it was kind of a live human being, uh, do you feel like this would have been maybe easier for you if you actually uh, got the chance to do it at the office or... Um, could you kind of take advantage of the, the virtual setup to, to do it regardless with confidence? I think as a writer, there is an advantage of being at home, just that it has, you know, you're in the comfort of your own home. You have the quiet, um, you can have your own setup to get creative and um, prepare what you need. But still, I think, of course, it would have been fun to do this in the office. Yeah, for the personal vibes, just especially when you're writing a portrait of someone, um, you really try to capture like their their whole essence, kind of. And um, so, of course, it's nice meeting in person. But I have to say, you also did a great job in um, being my um, guest in my interview um virtually so you made it really easy for me to still complete the task that's so sweet thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's a shame this is a uh podcast because marina's blushing a a very vibrant shade of red right now after that um and uh, none of you will ever see it I'm just taking up the color of the background. This is just a biological reaction to the background. She's also a chameleon. Have you been able to uh, join any in-person events yet, Laura? Um, Actually, yes. Uh, Just yesterday, we had our cleanup event here in Berlin, like our um, social responsibility program. Uh, It's part of that. And yeah, it was the first time I met some people outside of my team. And uh, we went along the canal here in Berlin and picked up some garbage, cleaned up the city and had some pizza afterwards. So yeah, that was some much needed socializing after yeah, the few months I've been with the company and it's great that we can still use um, the time now where the numbers are down. Um, I'm curious, prior to um, uh, working at Calibri, had you worked remotely before at your previous gig? Um, not really. Um, I used to work in um, films and the events sector. So um, everything was always very office centered. And that was actually becoming a problem during the pandemic. 
And that's why I was especially looking for a job and a company that um, yeah, knows how to do a remote culture and that offers like a good setup for your home office and, and that has all the tools available. Like uh, one thing that we have is a budget, for example, that we can use um, to set up our um, home office because, you know, not everyone has like a comfortable chair at home or um, has all the technical supplies they need. And I think that's something that is um, very important and that I was missing in past jobs, actually. Um, I think it also sends the message that there's a lot of trust here. Um, I feel that in my team, my lead is just not having the need to control me and like look over my shoulder all the time. Of course, we have things during the week and we are in, in contact a lot. But um, he trusts me that when I'm at home and I'm having my... I don't know, my tasks, I'm working on them and um, I have ownership of what I'm accomplishing. And um, that is also something that I was missing in past jobs and that I'm very happy to have here. Well, we're, we're happy that we can grant you that here um, and, and we can all take <laughs> part in this. And actually, that kind of leads me to another question um, for, um, for Sylvia. Um, Sylvia, have you found that over the course of um, recruiting that people's priorities for what they're looking for have changed? Because one thing that, that Laura mentioned is that um, she needed something that uh, a, a company that, you know, had maybe progress in its thinking about how to um, best facilitate remote work. Um, and that that's one thing for sure. Um, so I imagine, you know, there are other concerns that um, candidates have. Could you tell me a little bit about maybe how people's priorities have changed there and, and, and what they've told you? Definitely. I think that's a very important point. Um, as Laura mentioned, something that we really see that's quite important is that candidates know how we change working and that we can support them in working from home. So that's something that is super important. And in this sense, it also changed a little bit the uh, flexibility that they're searching for when working from the office and working from home. That's something that, um, as you can imagine, uh, you know, transitioning into working from home has some benefits. You can just spend more time with your family. You can have the comfort of a, a nice meal every day, for instance, without having to order. So that's something that we saw that uh, it's becoming more and more important for candidates to have some more flexibility working from home. And in this sense, I think Colibri Games really uh I don't know, kept an open ear for this, <laughs> uh, meaning that uh, we also transitioned when the corona situation will be better and the restrictions will be lifted uh, to a four plus one concept when we will require everyone to be in the office at least one day per week when their entire team will be there just to make sure that we are keeping this kind of team atmospheres and uh, meet up with them. But the other four days, we give the flexibility of choosing if they want to work from home or from the office. So this is how we try to, uh, to meet these kind of needs that the candidates have. Something that I personally also notice is that candidates are very interested to know, uh, well, I would say in the product and in the business that we are working in, because they saw that the kind of product we are making is quite uh, requested during the pandemic situation. Let's say more and more people are uh, playing games and using usually uh, 
just using entertainment, I would say, if that makes sense. Um, so also having the idea that the business is profitable and that in the long run, we will keep uh, you know, working like we are right now. Uh, and therefore having you know, uh, career progressions inside the company, seeing a future with us. That's something that uh, we really saw and that we encourage a lot. Um, our people ops team is working quite a lot into having more and more defined career plans for our employees. So it's something that uh, we definitely take into account. Uh, so I would say that these are the two points and the priorities that uh, candidates are bringing on the most. So in days of old, we used to go to in-person career events and uh, hand out our uh, business cards and collect big stacks of resumes um, and so forth. Um, so for people who are listening to this now, the way that people get in touch with um, our awesome recruiting team here at Calibri has changed. Could you tell us a little bit about how that's changed, um, how we're, we're reaching out to people and, and how people can reach out to us? best um you know how for instance since laura um um had her whole process done remotely how did how do we meet yeah i think it was the media net talent days career days i i don't know the specific name of it but it, i mean it was a whole complete like virtual event and it was super helpful yeah um for sure the way that we uh, reach out to people change and also the way that people probably get to know us. So um, I would say that, for instance, uh, we used before to go to different in-person events, as you mentioned, and career fairs, and now these changed a lot. Um, but we still try to uh, attend as many events as possible, just virtually, as you can imagine. So uh, definitely, I would say that these events are different because usually at career fairs, people are just sometimes just passing by, looking over. They can be a little bit shy and just stay there for a couple of minutes and then go away. When you have a virtual career fair, you have a 15 minutes meeting and it's scheduled and it's one-on-one -on, -one on a screen. So it's for sure longer. You have to come up with more questions. Uh, it requires, I would say, a longer and stronger span of attention just because you're really interacting more with people. Um, but I would say that, in my opinion, it was quite interesting because we were able to attend several events also from universities, so to meet a lot of students that also wanted to understand what the industry is looking like now uh, after the pandemic and how hiring changed. But something that is also uh, super interesting, in my opinion, is that we were able also to uh, attend some international uh, career fairs, which is something that we're usually not able to. So to like bring the name of Colibri Games, let's say, out there uh, for more people to know it and for international candidates to know how we are. Of course, that's usually not possible unless we go personally to abroad for these career fairs. But even then, we will probably just meet the people from that specific country. We are not having an international audience. So that's something that it was uh, super challenging, super interesting. Um, I would say that uh, this is how change the approach of meeting, let's say, candidates and networking. Um, but let's say when it comes to candidates applying to our jobs, I would say that that really didn't change much. So usually we always recommend to send your applications directly uh, on our website, for instance, or on the position advertised on LinkedIn or Glassdoor. 
so that we can have all of their information, make sure that uh, everything is clear and that we can process their application in this way. So that is pretty much the same. But yes, I would love to, to know what Laura thinks about this because we actually met during a career fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how I met um, Colibri Games as well. Um, even though I've lived in Berlin for quite some time, I didn't know about the company yet. And so I, uh, when I was looking for a job, I attended the MediaNet Talent Days, actually, which was a virtual event last November. And that's where I met Sylvia. And um, like she said, I mean, I've been to um, job fairs before, like during my time at uni. And it's always a little awkward because there were so many people and everyone wants to talk to the recruiter. And it's basically just, yeah, handing out business cards. And at this virtual event, uh, we really had the time to like talk and I could really ask questions and get to know the company. So I think this was actually a big advantage. Awesome. Um, so we're here at the end of our um, conversation today. And as per tradition, we're going to do the rapid fire round. Um, and because um, this is the only time uh, that Marina is also on the other side of the interview um, window, I don't know, interview screen. <laughs> um, um, it would be great if uh, we can get her in on this rapid fire round as well. So the way that this works is that I'm going to ask um, five really quick questions, try not to think too hard about it. Um, and we'll just ping through um, all three of you. So we're going to go in the order that it appears on my screen, which makes it easier for me. Um, good luck folks, because that's going to be Laura, Sylvia and Marina. Um, so everyone remember your order. Uh, and then we'll just keep going through those. Um, Laura, you get to be uh, the guinea pig for all of that uh, going through it. Great. So. Great. So, so happy about that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so let's jump straight into these. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Pepsi. Coke. What is your favorite game? Um, the Longest Journey. The Sims. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins. Would you rather have new clothes or a new phone? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'd say new clothes. I have a great phone. New phone. <laughs> new clothes. That's a good one for significant others that might be listening, uh, trying to figure out birthday <laughs> presents. Um, <laughs> all right, next up. What is your favorite animal? Oh, dogs, definitely. Cats. Cats, absolutely. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, I'd say probably the invisible. Um, operating and disoperating like in Harry Potter. I'm going to go the non-traditional route and say I'd shut up uh, when I have to. So that'd be my superpower. I think I'd need that one too. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all. Um, for this lovely interview. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to our um, two lovely guests, Laura and Sylvia, for telling us a little bit more about their um, hiring experience practices and um, all this fun stuff that uh, we had happened to us in the past year. Um, we uh, would love it if you would give us a review if you liked our show um, and uh, check us out. Uh, if, you, if this is the first time you're listening and you're curious to hear what other stuff we have produced in this round, then do check us out wherever it is that you get your podcasts. 
we will be uh, back soon with another episode. So stay tuned and we cannot wait to connect with you again. So that's it for today. Thanks everyone and have a lovely day ahead. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to share with a friend. And make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. We'd love for you to get in touch and find out more about the types of topics that you'd like to hear about and what would be most interesting for you. And you can catch us again in two weeks time for the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Nate, for being such an amazing host and picking up the episodes when I couldn't join. Thanks, Nate, for doing it all. This this should like come maybe three, four times throughout the episode, kind of a thing. Like just like Thank you, Marina, for being an awesome host. Um, <laughs> I keep kicking things over to you because I'm just gonna miss doing these. Oh, I know. And so I wanna give you all that all that voice time. Yeah. <laughs>